More than any other holiday, Christmas is like all about memories. Mm -hmm. in, in like the 1990s when I was on city council and you know the downtown merchants, they brought a dump truck full of snow at the time, yeah. but which quickly turned into ice and yeah. they, they dropped it on Main Street and the idea was, hey, come play in the snow. Yeah. And it, you know, bless their hearts. <laughs> what do you think was the lasting uh, legacy of this? Well, I, you know, uh, I was there, right? And, and it really turned into a bunch of chunks of ice and it's, it's fun to get hit by a snowball, not as much fun to get hit. <laughs> Buy a chunk of ice. There, there might still be a few people with eye patches in Mesa that uh, that don't have happy memories of Mary Main Street. It's always cool in Mesa. Yes, it is. It's always cool in Mesa. Yeah. Forget the degrees and just remember this, please. I say it's always cool in Mesa. It's time for our annual report on our annual production of The Man Who Killed Santa Claus. And let me just say right off the top here, no one actually kills anyone. But someone did become known as The Man Who Killed Santa Claus. It's actually a great story and every year we make a big production of it. This year's show included some young musicians you need to know about. It's Always Cool in Mesa, Season 3, Episode 3, The Man Who Killed Santa Claus, again. It's always cool in Mesa. <laughs> Caliber Wealth Development Company sponsored the show, The Man Who Killed Santa Claus, and also this podcast. They are uh, heavy lifters in downtown Mesa. They've, they've bought some great properties and they're making some great renovations. Uh, and uh, they're also an investment company. See, here, here's technically the way they describe themselves. The Caliber Wealth Development Company is a leading financial services company in the alternative asset management space that provides accredited investors and registered investment advisors with well-structured alternatives to traditional investments. I'm actually not sure what that means, but here's what Caliber means to me. I'm grateful for their investment in downtown Mesa and their sensitivity to the historic character of the buildings that they own. And it's been a lot of fun to see them uh, breathe life back into some beautiful buildings in downtown Mesa. All cool American cities have their annual traditions. Boston has its marathon. There's the Albuquerque International Balloon Fiesta. And Ashland, Oregon has a world-class Shakespeare festival. Here in Mesa, I guess we don't take ourselves so seriously. Once a year, the day after Thanksgiving, we gather at the Mesa Art Center and we tell the story of the man who killed Santa Claus. We also sing, we laugh, and we remind ourselves how great it is to live in such a wonderful town. The story is performed in the style of a radio play. And at the center of the story is John McPhee, a guy who just wanted to help downtown merchants through the Depression. So he presented them with an idea of how they could get people to shop downtown during the holidays. My Uncle Dave will fly the plane. When the big day comes, Chet, as Santa, hops in. He circles around Main Street a few times, gets everyone excited. Then Santa walks out on the wing and jumps. He would land in a field at Dobson and Main. Then a squad car would take him downtown where he'd throw candy to all the kids. It was vintage John McPhee, big, bold, and hopeful. On the big day, people showed up in hordes. The merchants were excited. They were really gonna move some merchandise. But then fate dealt a heavy blow. The parachutist didn't show up to the airfield. Turns out he had taken a drink for courage and then a few more. 
When John found him, he was in no position to walk at all, let alone walk out onto the wing of an airplane. McPhee had no choice. He was going to have to put on the Santa suit and jump. But then he got a better idea. He borrowed a mannequin, dressed him up like Santa, and then stuffed him in the plane. When the mannequin parachuted down, McPhee would be there to put on the Santa suit and head downtown to spread good cheer. Christmas had been saved. Until they pushed the mannequin out of the plane. Perhaps McPhee was the first to notice. Santa's parachute was tangled. No, 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 no! Its first feet fall quickly transitioned to into a rapid end-over-end tumble. Dolly, Francesco, and Pearl watched in disbelief and then looked at the children who had still not quite caught on. It was one of those moments that happens in slow motion. Santa! 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 Parents hugged their children and guided them away from the horrible scene. But hope was never lost with John McPhee. Surely the kids knew Santa could survive anything. He put on the Santa suit and jumped in the squad car. Floor it, Roy! But when they arrived downtown, McPhee was horrified to see that the town was empty. Emptier than he had ever seen it before. Hello? Hello? <laughs> McPhee skipped town for a few days, hoping that when he returned, people would have forgotten all about the Christmas Day Massacre, as some had called it. But they never did. McPhee went on to live a happy life, full of accomplishment. But when he died almost 30 years later in 1960, the obituary in his former newspaper identified him by his common name and title in Mesa the man who killed Santa Claus. It's a great story, not only because it's shocking and hilarious, but mostly because it's the story of my favorite kind of person, a dreamer who loves Mesa. But telling the story of the man who killed Santa Claus isn't all we do on that Friday after Thanksgiving. There's music, lots of music, including a few songs by our special musical guest, Emma Nissen. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane, snow is glistening. A beautiful sight, we're happy tonight. Walking in a winter wonderland. Gone away is the bluebird. Here to stay is the new bird. To sing a love song while we stroll along. Walking in a winter wonderland. Brown. He'll say, are you married? We'll say, no, man. But you can do the job of your town. Later on, we'll conspire as we dream by the fire. To face unafraid the plans that we made. Walking in a winter wonderland. Oh, walking in a winter wonderland. Oh, walking There's also a segment called Amateur Hour, where we have people from the audience act out a radio play they've never seen before. It's a parody on the movie It's a Wonderful Life, written by the show's creator Brian Nissen. 
It's the story of me as a George Bailey-type character who, instead of wishing he'd never been born, wishes he'd never been mayor. Before the curtain rises, the show's producer, Mark Arnett, auditions people from the audience for the different roles. And so you'll be playing uh, John Giles. Here we go. Here's your line. Right? I've given my whole life to Mary Main Street. Why? What does it mean? Here's your line. You're playing Don Giles. Oh, John, don't you know you're the most swell mayor of all time? You'll be playing Clarence the Angel. Here, here we go. Calm down, son. I'm here to help you. Ooh, this nightgown is drafty. <laughs> all right, <laughs> nice. what do you think? Nice. Make the sound of the inside of a can of green beans. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I, I think those green beans have gone bad. Yeah. In, uh, in the old radio shows, they would use a violin to create sad music, right? Uh, do you play the violin? I do not. You do now? All right, on back there. There's one more role, Mean Mr. Potter. Mark and Brian think it's funny if I play that role, and they've taken great care to make sure Mr. Potter, me, has a lot of mean things to say about me, Mayor Giles. It's time for that holiday classic. It's a wonderful life, Mesa edition. It's the future. Mesa's Merry Main Street is one of the most innovative, visionary Christmas spectacles on earth. Nevertheless, Mesa Mayor John Giles has slipped into a funk. It's very, very sad. Sad and creepy, could I just point out. Being at the end of my rope, Clarence the Angel shows up for the sole purpose of being rescued. Just when he was about to sign his own resignation, he heard an alarming sound from outside. Help! Help! The mayor rushed outside. He was kind of klutzy, but you got out there. One of the reindeer from the mayor's rescue farm had cornered the old man. Back off, Blitzen! The reindeer bellowed angrily and left. He <laughs> <laughs> had done some drinking before this. <laughs> Mayor Giles helped the old man to his feet. Are, are you okay? Yes, I was never really in danger, John. I knew you would rescue me. My name is Clarence. I'm an angel sent to help you. John? Why are you so sad? Mayor Giles wishes he'd never been mayor. Instantly, Mary Main Street disappears. And just like George Bailey's horrified by conditions in Bedford Falls, so I'm shocked at the condition of Mary Main Street. By now, Mayor Giles was in a panic when suddenly he was cornered by none other than Mr. Potter, who rolled forward in his squeaky old wheelchair. It was a wheelchair filled with crickets. <laughs> well, if it isn't Mayor John Giles. The mayor refuses to do Mr. Potter's bidding. Potter moved in on Mayor Giles. <laughs> Look, I don't want any trouble. Of course you don't. Always Mr. Nice Guy, always smiling. You're soft, Giles. 
And not just your politics, you're gaining weight. Your hair's thinning on top. You cry at ribbon cuttings. It's embarrassing. Be a man. Do us all a favor and move to Sweden, you rhino. Eventually, I see my wife Dawn on the street. But of course, she doesn't even recognize me. Dawn, you gotta believe me. We're supposed to be together. You have to believe me. Look, you seem like a nice enough guy, but I'm getting out of this wretched town. Look around. You call this Mary Main Street? Where's the vision, the innovation? Sorry, kid. I'm leaving town as soon as I hit the dispensary to get my doobies. <laughs> and with that, Don walked away. On coconuts. <laughs> Spoiler alert, I wish myself back into reality. Mary Main Street is restored, and Don and I are reunited. Pretty good for amateurs. And this year's cast of professionals included Leah Frome Hall. But every day's a holiday when I'm near to you. And Valley Theater favorites Tyler and Lindsay Maxson. What's that sound? It's my Christmas song. With a heart full of Christmas, nothing can go wrong. My heart's as light as a feather when we're decking the halls together. Everything is awful. Life is a dumpster fire. My head just keeps on pounding and my sanity is hanging by a wire. I can't believe we gotta keep this up till New Year's Eve. It just goes on and on. My Christmas song. Wait a minute, honey. Are you in a bad mood again this year? Oh, can you blame me? It's rough out there. Do you know why I deck these halls? Because you're obsessed. No, I do it for the kids. I do it for our family. Christmas is about family. Oh, wow. I think I've just been selfish. You know what? You just inspired a change in me. Christmas is about family. You do so much for our family, and this year, our kids are going to love it. My mother is going to love it. Wait, what? Oh, yeah, she's coming to town. Tomorrow, actually. She'll be here for two weeks, and she is going to need a big helping of that Christmas cheer of yours. Yeah, oh, and remember last time when she came, that sciatica, so we're gonna have to switch mattresses. What's that sound? Everything is awful. It's a Christmas cheer. Here comes Tanya. With a I heart can't full go of Christmas. On pretending that I like Nothing her horrible lasagna. My she's heart loud, is light as a feather. When we're decking the right through her together, CPAP machine. I'll it just it goes on and on. on. Ring a ling a ling ding dong. I'll it just sing goes it on. Lynn, 
you broke, hon. Hon, it's just your mother. Your mother is a lot. Well, I know, but Christmas is... Don't. About... Don't you dare. Christmas is about family. I can't believe you use my words against me. Someone pretty told me that today. <laughs> she won't be here too long. Ring a ling a ling ding dong. I'll sing it the whole day long. Ring a ling a ling ding dong. She's back. I'll, I'll sing it the whole day long. Our Christmas song. That song was a hit, and it was written by the show's pianist and band director, Emily Susan Pack. I got together with her, Brian, Mark, and Emma, the special musical guest, to talk about that song and more. Did you write it with them in mind, or is that, it? Yes. When that's I heard that, amazing. I think Brian said we're gonna have the Maxons, and so let's really showcase them because they're, you know, they're really good, like performers, great musical theater people. And I was just trying to think through, like, any song, and I couldn't think of one. And I was just like. Nothing exists, so I think I'm just going to write one. <laughs> this is em- Emily's motto. That's Eminem. So many times have I had conversations with her where she's telling me about something like, yeah, this group of people, they wanted something, and so I just wrote them an album. <laughs> she's like, I just wrote an entire, you should just write, like, it just flows out of her. The easiest no. thing to do is just write a whole song about yeah, it. It's okay. true. She has so, a superpower. So, Brian, it, it, it's clear to me. Yeah. How you and Mark Arnett know each other, because it's the same way that I and Mark Arnett know each other. Yeah. Westwood to high school. Yeah, sure. I'm also fairly certain I know how you and Emma met. Yep, yeah. she hangs out in our house. That's right. Sure, she yeah, were yeah. there when she was born. At the right. hospital, yeah. <laughs> it's less clear to me how Emily Susan Pack came into this equation. Yeah. I mean, she's, she's wicked talented, but how did you become aware of that? Turns out Emily had randomly run across Emma's music online. I was like, this is so cool. This music is really cool. So I just sent Emma a message and I just said, I like your music. And if you ever want to make music, let me know. For Emma, the moment was opportune. One of the things that Emily mentioned in her text was that she was a percussion major. And I was like, oh my gosh. And she's incredible at the piano too. And so I... I had this idea for a jazz song, but it would not have been able to come to fruition with my abilities alone and like the technology that I had access to. So the next day I was like, do you want to record the drums and the piano for this song? The song is called Breathe. And before the day was out, Emma got the song back from Emily with a new piano track, bass, drums, and a few harmonies. I was just in shock. I was like, oh my gosh. And then she's kind of just been in the Nissen family circle 
because we are leeches and want to use her talents. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. The leeches invited Emily to join them. The show's producer, Mark Arnett. So last year, Emily played for The Man Who Killed Santa Claus, and we saw her talent there. And mm -hmm. in the run-up to the show, we found out she was doing another show yeah. that she yeah. was orchestrating the whole thing. So, so we went and saw it. What do you remember about that? What I remember is just being... Uh, just so pleased. I was just like, this girl is a genius. I, I remember sitting there thinking, we need to do more of her yeah. on stage. And so this year, they created opportunities for Emily to shine. You guys did have an idea for a bit that like Emma and I would be singing. And yeah. I, I have like a smaller voice when I sing. And Emma has this huge voice when she sings. It's like so huge and powerful and awesome. And the bit would kind of be like Emma's taking over the song. And... You guys are trying to think of like what song would be funny for this. Right. And then I just like, I just always think like a custom song makes more sense for. Yeah. I'm always just like, oh, I'll just write a new one. I'll just sure. write a new one. I don't need five golden rings. I don't need the bells to chime. I don't need all my favorite things. Just my little old. Christmas time. I don't need seven swans a swimming, Farmer Gray or his pumpkin pie. The joy in my heart is brimming with my little old Christmas time. I don't need the flash. I don't need the show. Emma. I don't need the splash. Get out here. I don't even need the snow. I hope you don't mind I was joining you. Oh, yeah. Join me for the rest of it. I don't need those pipers piping. I don't mean to sound unkind. I just don't need the overhyping. Just my little old, little old Christmas time. I love this song. Thanks, Emma. I know you wanted to keep it simple. Yes. But do you think it would sound good with a little... I mean, that could sound good, but this song is just ukulele. It's just like a little tiny song. I just like things so simple and tiny. Well, yeah, it sounds pretty good. I... Do you like that? Because I also wrote charts for the bass. One, two, three. I remember during the song when Emma became a human trumpet, Looking up, thinking, wait a minute, I don't remember a trumpet being part of the, oh, gosh, the combo so here. Yeah. Yeah. When did you swallow a trumpet, Emma? How did this happen? I don't need Okay. I don't need the flash. You don't need the flash. I don't need the show. Stop it, stop it, stop it. Emily, I, I'm, I'm so sorry. I know that the theme of this song was to keep it simple, and, and I, these people just, I apologize. Please. <clears throat> so many traitors. <laughs> no. 
I don't need 12 drummers drumming or a bass or a chorus line. But I have to admit, it's stunning. Come on, everybody, all together, you sing along one more time. Like, I've heard mouth trumpet before, but yeah. you have, like, such a clear tone. I know. Like, yeah. you could go to Eastman College probably on a trumpet scholarship. Sure. Wow. Like, if you sent it, <laughs> send them just the audio recording, <laughs> yeah. and it would give you a <laughs> So, I know you're also a very good whistler. You've got you've competed as a whistler. You're obviously a trumpet player. You are, a obviously, a singer. I mean, was that everything, or is there something that I'm not aware of? No, that's pretty much you play accordion mediocrely. Yeah, (laughs) see that that was not one that I lead with. It's like not like, hey, I'm Emma and I play the accordion. (laughs) But if it slips out, then I can bust out a little. When the moon hits you, but that's that's all people want to hear. And they don't even want to hear that. Actually, (laughs) (laughs) it is the worst party trick. Our interview ended with a bit of group psychoanalysis. You know, you wow. have a creative compulsion, which the first person I've known is Mark, who had a creative compulsion. He cannot not be creating something. It, it's the compulsion without the talent. <laughs> it's kind of a... Um, um, yeah, you're a magician. That's why. Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. There's a little bit of the pot calling the kettle black here. I think if I called her tomorrow and said, hey, I need your help on this play, Bacteria the Musical. I, I think she'd be totally in. Well, she's writing notes, Brian. It's happening. Someone had to bring it back to the story at hand. How cool is it? This It's Always Cool in Mesa is all about cool Mesa stories, things yep. that may be a little overlooked, or things that are a little underappreciated. So right. the idea that we've got these two very professional quality young you know, musicians that are born and raised in Mesa, more or less, uh, and they're highlighted on the show, that's perfect. We end the show by telling the story of the man who killed Santa Claus, which could feel like we're ending on a tragedy or at least a dark comedy, but that's not how it plays out. John McPhee, bless his heart, took a risk to help downtown thrive. It might not have turned out like he intended, but John took a daring stab at it. He loved Mesa. And this John would love to walk the streets of downtown Mesa with that John and show him everything that's happened in the last 90 years a world-class art center, light rail, popular restaurants, award-winning craft beverage joints, and a brand new ASU campus right next door. And it's people like John McPhee that made it happen. Dreamers all. So John McPhee, if you're listening, thanks for the inspiration. You're just one more reason we can all say it's always cool in Mesa. Mark your calendars, my friends. The Friday after Thanksgiving in 2023 for The Man Who Killed Santa Claus at the Mesa Art Center. And oh yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, please like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Bacteria in America is sweeping the nation wide. Bacteria in America is in your nose.
bad kind And we're gonna find what kind you have inside Bacteria